With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us. Uh, before we get started today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine in the market. I've said this multiple times. We own three of them. I want a fourth and a fifth. My AAD is listening to me, but um, they're so great. Um, they work so well. They're so easy to set up. I think my record is 37 seconds or 32 seconds to set it up. Um, but mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $450 off. Mention Coach Collins. They'll take really good care of you. And also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It's a one-stop shop for basketball coaches. It's everything you need from a from a nationally ranked, um, you know, we won three state titles, Um I think the we were just talking recently. Um, you know, we've won over 460 games in our program and lost 130 over the last 20 years. And I think we know the secret sauce to be successful, the roadmap, what it takes on and off the court. So go over and check it out um, and enjoy the podcast. Bye. Our question today is dedicated to something that I actually went backwards on in my coaching career. Um, when I started coaching, I was a head coach immediately um, getting into it when I started coaching at the age of 20 years old. Now I'm 34. Um, you know, I started as a middle school coach and then I moved on to high school level and then ultimately as a, an assistant at the collegiate level. Um, but one thing that uh, I have learned to do the last couple of years is just being assistant. Uh, one of the reasons why I decided to become an assistant was it just met my lifestyle in regards to my family. I have a six-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son. Uh, it was time to take a break from being a head coach at a high level. And so it's been a wonderful transition into being an assistant. Uh, so I'm going to give them my perspective of what it's like to be an effective assistant and then how to delegate and be effective and making sure that your assistants on your high school team, if you're a head coach at any level in high school, how they can be effective. So really our question today is how can we make our assistant coaches effective? Okay. And then 
how to be an assist, effective assistant coach if you're in that role. So as a head coach, how can you make your assistants effective? And then how can you be effective if you're an, if you're an assistant coach? Um, as I like to do, I like to do things in threes. So I'm going to give you three points at both areas. First area I'd like to really focus on is how can a head coach do a great job of making sure their assistants are being effective? Um, first off, it goes off. You've got to give them something to do. Um, too often, people come in, coaches come in, they just kind of sit there, and they maybe help out in drills, and they're kind of waiting and seeing what they should be doing at practice. You need to delegate work to your assistants from the standpoint of your practices to everything else you do in your program. Uh, you do not have to put all the weight on your shoulder in any level that you coach. You know, uh, have them in charge of skill development or a focus area of defense or offense. You know, get to know what your assistant coach's strengths are or what is something they really want to build on. What are some of their goals and help them and support that. Uh, coaching is a field like education where we should be giving back to the people that want to continue on uh, in the coaching field. Uh, so you, we need to learn to delegate power to our assistant coaches uh, because they're only going to be effective if you give them something to do. Um, things that I have done in the past in delegating is, especially, especially one thing you want to look at when delegating within not practice but in the game. You know, delegate them to keep track of certain statistics or look at things that are a big emphasis that night. Um, you know, whether it's rebounding, uh, defensive rotation, uh, identifying foul trouble, um, all those different things, monitoring substitutions. Um, uh, one of the things I always think about uh, is building relationships with certain, certain players um, because as a head coach, your voice can be white noise. And I think it's really important if you can delegate your assistants to build strong relationships with your players as well, uh, you're going to be able to get them to play harder for you. Uh, the second point is emphasize their strengths and where their passions reside in the game of basketball. Um, so if they're really into um, defense, or well, my assistant when I was a varsity coach uh, was phenomenal at defense and loved defense. And I let him kind of do the defensive part in practice. And I was able to, as I continued on as a coach, I was able to sit back and watch him do the defense. And I was able to take notes, um, look over things, pull kids aside, talk to them, and evaluate my practice and watching him kind of conduct the defense. So, you know, having more voice in your practice is going to be effective. So finding ways that you can emphasize their strengths. And then the last one, I think, is keeping them involved in the planning process and knowing them and keeping them informed all the time. Uh, I think if you can keep them involved in knowing what's going to happen at practice the next day, helping out plan practice, giving them a voice, you know, not just having them come in with no practice plan available for them. We're in a generation now where technology is so accessible. Uh, I used to send my practices via Google because it's something that you can edit and my assistants would edit on and I could view it at any time. You could send it through a phone. Uh, you could have a copy of it. Um, if you're not very tech savvy, you know, have a copy of it. And then, you know, maybe you have some type of warm-up drill in the beginning of practice. That's a great opportunity for you and your staff to talk about what your goals are in practice. And then maybe at the end of practice, maybe start planning for those next couple days. Uh, I know that Coach Coach Collins is meeting with his staff on a weekly basis to kind of plan out the meet week and map out the week. They should be involved in that planning process. Uh, so again, delegate, 
emphasize what they're good at and then keep them involved in the planning process and then you're going to get really effective assistant coaches and then you know constantly have them being um, uh, a part of everything that you do within your program so how to be an effective assistant coach um, I learned to be an effective assistant coach because I was a head coach so I had a high knowledge of what I was already doing and when I got into the collegiate level I was able to take my knowledge and I was very lucky to have a head coach that did a great job of allowing me to be a voice in the program um, he had a, he wanted to enrich my strengths of what I know as a coach and it ultimately ended up us winning a state championship uh, so number one, I think, is don't be passive, be a voice. Um, but it's, it's knowing when to speak um, and knowing that you need to continue to have that common language. But just don't sit back and allow the head coach to do everything and say everything. Be okay to speak up and say something and emphasize something and so the kids can hear a different point of view. And it's not even a voice that has to be loud and projecting. You know, it's in the context of the drills. It's when... It's going 5v5 and three or four players are out, out of the drill right now and you're able to touch base on some key points that are, you guys are talking about within your offense or your defense or just little things. You know, If you're just sitting there and watching, you're not going to be effective. Communication, 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 constantly, constantly being a voice within the program and the team that you're coaching. Uh, second one, um, Finding ways to build connections with players. I feel like one of the most effective things that assistant coaches can do is build relationships with players. As a head coach, we are so invested in so many different things, especially when you're starting to rebuild a program from the ground up or you're coming into a new program and trying to figure out everything in regards to what you're trying to do within that program that you're trying to run. If you can build relationships with those players uh, and help that coach and be able to get them to play hard and to get them to do the things that the coach wants, you are going to be in a very effective assistant coach. I think that's so important. Um, it's, uh, I, I know that from being a teacher myself um, and, and being an assistant is that anything is more successful when you're able to build relationships with young people. And, uh, and, and so I think that's extremely important as being an effective assistant coach. The last thing is providing insight and your own your own piece to the program. You you cannot be a robot because if you're just going to be a robot, your program that you're part of is only going to be as good as the one person in charge. Um, one thing that people don't understand is the great programs out there at the collegiate level have wonderful assistants that provide input and their strengths to every day. You know, I constantly look back at Duke. Duke has had phenomenal assistant coaches that have presented themselves as to be great head coaches in other places, you know, but they were, they were able to be a part of and voice themselves in Duke basketball. I, whatever basketball program you're in, you cannot be afraid to not provide insight and suggestions in, in, the, in the team that you're coaching because you just can't be there and back off. I think the coach in the end, if he cannot or she cannot be a control freak, you know, they have to be able to trust in you to provide insight and feedback about, all right, this isn't working. Maybe we need to do this defensively right now. Or 
I maybe we need to focus a little bit more on rebound positioning. You know, you need to be that other voice and help them because again, a head coach, it's really hard. You become tunnel vision because it becomes such an overwhelming task in this day and age in regards to coaching the game of basketball. So you're not only gonna be able to um, be effective for your team, but you're also gonna support that head coach that you're part of as well. Um, so those are some big key points and about being an effective coach, an assistant coach, and then how a head coach can make their assistant coach effective, effective too, because it's really a two-way street. Um, assistant coaches are only as effective as the head coach allows them to be, and then once they feel if they are allowed to be effective, then they have to kind of take its course in regards to what they're doing at the basketball program. The question of the day is, why is there such a low turnout in high school basketball for girls? And I don't know. You know, I see more and more Facebook posts, tweets about the lack of enrollment and the lack of participants and females in basketball. And I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's a topic that we need to continue to address. Um, I feel like, in general, we have less three-sport athletes between males and females, but it seems like more than ever, we're seeing a less and less multi-sport female athletes, especially less girls wanting to play basketball. I don't know what it is. I think number one is that they are specializing in multiple sports at a young age. I also think that they are playing too many games and they're getting sick of it. By the time they get to high school, they've played too many games. It's way too, you know, it's not fun anymore for them. I think for girls, and I'm not just making a stereotype, I think the fun piece is really important in them wanting to continue to play the game of basketball in any sport. And I think if we do not make it fun, and we make it so serious at younger ages and we play so many games, they just get sick of it. And I think that's one of the key problems is that they just get sick of it by the time they get to high school. It's a long season, you know, and it's a long season for both genders. It's a long, long season. And so I think that we have to be conscientious of how many games we play, how much we do with our basketball players at a young age, to help the game grow so they're playing at the varsity level, at the highest level when they get to us at high school. If you have any suggestions related to that topic, please be, don't be afraid to contact us um, at teachhoots.com. On our Facebook page, you can email us directly. We'll love your suggestions. I really want to support this mission of getting more female athletes to continue to play the game of basketball. Um, but I know it's a big problem across the country. And uh, so we need to continue to support that and get more players to want to play. It's a great game, and I want people to continue to play it. Again, have a great, great week. This is Coach Steger. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to support us, you want to help us get the lights on here at teachups.com, go over, join, 14-day free trial, and then stop the car, subscribe, like, Apple five-star review. That would be good. All right, maybe. Have a good day. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.